This is your host Shane. Welcome to another exciting episode of Radical Rocks. Today we'll talk about Jadeite, a diamond scam that almost collapsed the U.S. economy, and so much more. On the first part of the journey, I was looking at Radical Rocks. There were fossils, minerals, and rocks and things. There were sand and hills and rings. The first thing I found was a geocrystals, quartz with no clouds. The agate was hot and the ground was hard, but the gems were there to be found. See, I've been through the desert, found a rock with no name. Felt good to have in my hand in the desert. That's right. Radical rocks are everywhere. And today we're going to be talking about a lot of them. Uh, we've got rutilated gemstones. We'll talk at, about several rutilated gemstones. We'll talk about jadeite. Um, some pretty cool rare discovery of uh, rare minerals in Maine. The story about the diamond scam that almost collapsed the U.S. economy. Fossickers, which is actually gold miners in Australia, encouraged to pick up other semi-precious stones. And also, believe it or not, a duck on Mars was found. So we'll talk about that as well and other interesting topics. So thank you for liking, subscribing, and supporting us. Just look us up, Radical Rocks. We're on most social media. So one of the things that's, uh, it's kind of a niche, you know, is black gemstones. Some people just really go crazy for uh, black. They might want their clothing all black. I knew a guy that's all he would wear is black corduroy pants and black concert t-shirts. That's all he would wear. Um, I've known people to paint their room black. Um, some people just love the color black. Black gemstones is something that also is a bit of a niche. Now, of course, they can uh, look pretty good with certain clothing that you're wearing or whatnot. But this article says, um, Black gems for a dose of gothic glamour. This is at the, uh, the, uh, ta- the Tatler, dot com. And the article is telling us about some of the nice black gemstones for the what they call the party season in this article. Mark Kant has a picture of a lady here who has some lovely uh, black earrings, black uh, uh, ring around her finger, things like that. I'm not going to get into the article too much, but some of the beautiful stones that are set... In gold uh, is a yellow gold with onyx and fashioned in feathers. So just imagine the feathers are the onyx and the gold is the the main part of it. It's pretty cool. A heart that is uh, black spinel on a a piece of a ribbon, 18 karat gold for the, uh, the little bale that holds this beautiful little black heart of spinel. Other stones that are seen are black diamonds. These are very rare. Um, Black diamonds are especially super dark ones that cut really nice. They're hard to find. Onyx again is displayed here. And also they had 
um, zirconium, black zirconium. And please forgive me, I'm still fighting this cough. Um, <coughs> I have uh, chronic bronchitis, so whenever I get over something, it stays with me for quite a while. So I'll be taking a swig of uh, coffee, water, and believe it or not, some pickle juice here to help me get my my voice back to try to get through this podcast. So I want to thank you in advance for bearing with me and hopefully appreciate the effort that goes into the research and putting the articles together for you so you have something interesting to listen to about rocks and gyms during your drive or during your day, whatever whatever activities you have. So some of these other black gemstones that are out there are black garnets uh, shaped as tomatoes on a necklace. Very interesting. This piece actually goes for $14,000. I mean, this stuff is not cheap, guys. Um, and then onyx, of course, and then the zircon was another gemstone in black that's just amazing if you want to check that out. Next, Taylor Swift. Um, she is bejeweled, according to nationaljeweler.com. Uh, Michelle Garf tells us about the 57 carats of colored gemstones. Uh, I may have mentioned this before. It keeps popping up a lot. Um, they do have a picture of it here. Quite beautiful. All the major gemstones are on there. Um, 19 pear-shaped colored gemstones, totaling 57.13 carats with over 20 carats of diamonds mixed around uh, brilliant uh, stones that are all here. It's a really pretty, uh, spectacular gemstone uh, necklace. And then there's a video here where you can see her in her video, Bejeweled, where she has all these 19 uh, pear-shaped gemstones just uh, decorating around her, her neck and her throat. Pretty cool. If that's something you're into, you can check that out. Ancient American lion tooth was discovered. The Mississippi River apparently is running a little bit low at the time of this discovery. In Newsweek.com, under the tech and science part of it, Pandora Dewan tells us about this uh, ancient American lion tooth that was discovered up on the Mississippi River, and they said that this lion was huge. Um, these are extremely rare in this area. <coughs> and they found an exposed sandbar near Rosedale, about 140 miles northwest of Jackson. Uh, Mississippi is the second largest river in the United States. It stretches some 2,350 miles between Minnesota and the Gulf of Mexico. So drought and heat waves over the summer caused it to decline in water levels, and they were able to find this. Uh, lots of uh, exposed things have been found the first time when uh, water levels go low. They found shipwrecks, Civil War relics, and now ancient fossils all along the Mississippi River during this uh, low water time here that seems to be lower than usual. Plus, there's a lot more people around scouring up and down uh, these shores, but the American lion fossil, this animal was huge and uh, was no, no little kitty cat. This was like an African lion, just enormous. A Victorian fossickers, well, 
Fossickers, that's our friends down under and also here in Victorian, apparently, area, uh, which is part of Australia. They have not rockhounds, but fossickers. They're encouraged to keep searching for underrated, semi-precious stones. Um, Gavin McGarth tells us all about this. We've talked about um, some of the prospecting and uh, gem hunting going on in Australia. This article is at abc.net.au. There's a little girl here who has found, uh, looks like some beautiful quartz sample there. And uh, she saw it just kind of shiny and uh, looked kind of nice and picked it up. And there it is. So, you know, we read a lot of stories. We've read stories in Africa, them finding the spectacular sapphires, sometimes diamonds. But there's a lot of other treasures where you can actually find something, right? In uh, southeastern Australia, without too much effort, you can find all kinds of quartz. Uh, there's tourmaline. They say amethyst, turquoise, olivine, um, garnet, and even agate, and even plain old quartz can be found. And with a little work and care, these can look quite spectacular. They have some very nice topaz crystals here. Some of them are tourmalated. Some of them are clusters. Very beautiful. Um, that you could do. They have a lady here who is part of a rock hounding club and she's faceting some of this um, beautiful topaz. And um, let's see what she says. She says uh, it's not too difficult. It's something that in time you can pick up. And she talks about finding olivine. She talks about... Um, Fossicking for fun. You just look for anything smooth and soapy like a jelly bean. Something that just pokes out a little bit different. Her favorite is banded jasper. Um, jasper with banding is quite nice. Multicolored jasper is very nice. All these things can be found out here, guys. And uh, let's see what else she says. Know your gems. Um, what else here? They have some pictures of some banded agate here. Um, look like a little bit of plumage going on there. They've got a piece of uh, amethyst that she's faceted here. We've got some citrine here with an emerald cut that she's faceted. We've got a big hunk of uh, jasper here carved into a beautiful heart. We've got some moonstone faceted into a teardrop. Peridot in an emerald cut. And quartz just kind of polished. It looks like it's rutilated. We're going to talk about rutilization a little bit. And also some beautiful topaz. <coughs> uh, an emerald, oh no, tourmaline. They've got uh, some turquoise. There is some uh, zircon, natural zircon uh, in a square cut. So quite beautiful. I forget the name of the club that they we're talking about here. Just trying to see if I could find it so I could give a plug out to that club. Where the heck is it? Let's see here. Some of these pictures are by Eddie May. Um, Ranger Goldfields Karen Doyle. Um, Victoria Area Chief Ranger Goldfields Karen Doyle. And then there was something about a club here, but I can't find it now. So we're going to move on 
10 things to do in Arkansas that are legitimately fun. Well, I'm not going to tell you what they all are, but if you go to the travel.com and look up 10 things to do that in uh, Arkansas, United States, Arkansas, that are fun. This uh, individual who wrote this, Pran Jolie, uh, Coragon Gar, wrote an article here. And the first fun thing to do is to go treasure hunting. Treasure hunting for diamonds. The Crater of the Diamond State Park in Arkansas is one of those few places on Earth where people can unearth diamonds by themselves and carry the treasure home. It is a 37-acre field. It is a surface of a volcanic crater. It is located in Murfreesboro, Arkansas. The tools can be rented, $10 for a basic diamond hunting kit, or you can bring your own stuff. Um, they've got dry shifting methods and other ways that you can hunt gems there. And uh, it says you can look at a realm of uncut diamonds. 33,100 diamonds have been discovered since 1972. Uncle Sam was a 40.23 carat diamond and is the largest diamond unearthed in the United States. Um, you may not always find a diamond, but amethyst, garnet, Jasper, agate, and quartz are other rocks and minerals that can be traced here. So, pretty cool. Um, whatever's discovered, visitors are allowed to carry home. I think it's like a five-gallon bucket or something. And uh, the park will help identify and certify these gems for free of charge. So, $10 fee for adults, $6 for kids. Wow, you can't beat that. Open all days except Mondays and Tuesdays. Wow, that would be fun. I, I can't wait to go there someday. I'm going to tell you about a great scam. This is a diamond hoax. It almost collapsed the U.S. economy. Not only just the U.S., but it was an international uh, hollabaloo. At d1softballnews.com, Zach tells us about this. Um, we'll go over this story a little bit. It's pretty interesting. In the 19th century, which was basically the 1800s, there was a huge amount of discoveries happening. <coughs> Gold mine booms were happening all over the United States and even in other countries. The Silver Mountains were a destination. This was uh, in uh, New Mexico, South Africa, was another area where largest gemstone field had ever been found, uh, and also a similar site in India was located. So here in America, we had our own uh, booms going on. But there was a big scam. It was the biggest scam in modern history at that time. John Slack and Philip Arnold, two very high-profile Fraudsters from the state of Kentucky planned a deception strategy which affected William C. Ralson, which was founder of the Bank of California, as well as other well-known businessmen uh, from the United States. Horace Grizzly, editor of the Tribune. Uh, so some of these guys here, see, 
uh, bank founder of the California Bank, Bank of California, was William Rousen, lost a quarter of a million dollars. Charles Lewis Tiffany, who, you know, was part of Tiffany and Company, uh, underestimated the diamond value, or overestimated it, rather. Former General Benjamin Butler, then U.S. Congressman, also uh, used his power to expedite legislation favorable to the investors of this huge scam. So what happened was this ex-member of the Union Army, representative of the House of Representatives, um, he, as well as Charles Lewis Tiffany, co-founder of Lewis & Company, the country's first luxury jewelry store. Philip Arnold was then working as treasurer of the Diamond Drill Company, a drill manufacturing which used diamond head bits. It was from there that the man paid attention to these stones. He got a hold of a bag of diamonds, presumably by his boss, and mixed in with it sapphires, garnets, and rubies that he bought from miners in India. That's where he kept company with his cousin, Slack. Uh, he also was a veteran of the Mexican War besides being a miner. A lot of people had multiple trades back then. Slack and Arnold started with George D. Roberts, one of the biggest businessmen in the Western country at the time. The guy was described by newspapers as a very prominent person because of professional matters. He was a direct guy who spoke fast and didn't ask many questions. Both these entered, these two bad guys entered the office of, uh, city office of San Francisco, appearing to be heavily lashed by weather and firmly clutching the leather bag, which contained something valuable, arguing they couldn't store it in the Bank of California due to the time. The man, with his well-known character, proceeded to ask them about what was in the bag, and that moment they knew that he had taken the bait. They had him. Slack and Arnold pretended to be very reluctant, told him that they were diamonds in the rough and that they had found them in India. Um... And that answer was part true, but uh, Roberts was elated with the discovery. Arnold told the, the Louisville Courier in 1872 that he promised Slack and, and me would keep it a secret. <laughs> I guess he talked about it later. Until we could explore the country further and determine more fully the extent of the discoveries. But deep down he knew Roberts was going to spread the word sooner than later. So that's how they got these guys to invest in it, right? Um, he contacted William Rousen, founder of the California Bank, told him about the negotiations, and then um, a Victorian uh, Ash, Ashbury Harpington, who was a Victorian London, was trying to launch a Silver Mountain share offering. So they all fell, they all three had fell into the trap. The next meeting, Slack and Arnold led Roberts to believe that they'd found 60 pounds of diamonds and rubies to be worth more than $600,000. you got to remember, back in 1872, I mean, that's like millions and millions of dollars. You're, you're never going to have to work again. The businessman spoke with William Lint and General George S. Dodge, 
who were businessmen from San Francisco mines. However, the group of entrepreneurs wanted to get Slack and Arnold out of the business as soon as possible by buying their shares. They mostly refused the immediate payment, but later on Slack asked for 100000 50000 in cash at first, and then the other 50000 when they returned from an allegedly third visit to the diamond field. As soon as he received his installment, he and Arnold went up to the UK to buy raw gems. Back in July 1871, Slack and Arnold, under assumed names, purchased $20,000 worth of rough diamonds and rubies from a London dealer named Leopold Keller. And so he kind of knew something was on, and he found out that the men had no intention of cutting the diamonds. Some of the jewels ended up in San Francisco, which were awaited by the businessmen as proof of their valuable find why others were hidden in England. Back in the United States, Slack and Arnold offered to take one more trip for the diamonds, promising to return with a couple million dollars worth of stone in order to guarantee the profits for the businessmen. So they probably collected more money and they head on, they gave some of these jewels to the businessmen and then they later collected the money and they bought new jewels and did the same procedure. So they just kept kind of, buy, you know, baiting them on by buying a little bit of jewels here and there, but nowhere near what the money they were getting. Um, eventually, they got caught. Um, the media got wind of the deception uh, and they started to become exposed. Um, they disappeared. John Slack's whereabouts were simply unknown. It was never known where he ended up or what age he died. It was rumored after he disappeared he took a job as a coffin binder or builder in New Mexico, only to pass away at the age of 76. Meanwhile, Philip Arnold returned to Kentucky, became a banker. However, due to a fight he had with a colleague, he was killed in a shootout in 1878. So, pretty interesting story. Um, I don't know how it almost bankrupt the country. That's the title of the article, but certainly a lot of money from some big, uh, big businessmen, titans in the United States for certainty. Scientists dig for answers inside of mineral-rich meteorites. Well, they don't literally dig into it, but they're using a two-part x-ray imaging. You can read about this at mining.com. And um, what they're able to look at is iron and also tra traces of water <coughs> or water-related minerals. You look at the article there. Uh, of course, they're trying to figure out how all the water got to Earth. Uh, although there's bits of new articles saying that the water actually comes out of the mantle. So, uh, yeah, who knows. Tucson.com. This is a really cool article about Arizona. Um, the volcanic magma-shaped diverse Arizona minerals. William Esacarza writes about it at Tucson.com. Um, there's some really good, interesting history here where they talk about the magma that spilled over in these areas. They talk about the different formations of this and how it poured over the countryside in these different areas. 
uh, especially along these fields that include the San Francisco, the Unicarit fields, and the Colorado Plateau, Plateau in northern Arizona, along the Pinnacut field south of the Arizona-Mexico border, to the San Francisco Volcanic Field, this is all in Arizona, where there are many 600 to 1,000, there's over 600 volcanoes that are over 1,000 feet tall. Multiple eruptions happened, and along with this, uh, cracks and metallics were formed with it, including gold. Um, some crystallized copper deposits are found. Um, some of this could have happened, they say, on the seafloor when this area was covered with water. Um, you could see some of the pictures of the different types of volcanic flows and rocks that are hosting metallic and non-metallic ore deposits. Large co uh, copper deposits in Arizona, such as the uh, Ajo, the Safford, and San Manuel, originated from heated fluids near volcanic conduits. Commercial productions of perlites, cinders, and lightweight high-strength uh, aggregate and other things are derived from volcanic rocks. Silica, minerals, water, lime, um, mixed with it can form cement. The Glen Canyon Dam was constructed with some of these products, what they call the Prozolen products. Pozolan deposits in Arizona include Sugarloaf Rhyolite Dome and the San Francisco Peaks, Kirkland, Prozolan Mine in Yavapaya County and claims near Bill Williams Mountain. So some of these areas um, are not deeper than 3,000 feet and can be laden with gold. The Coahif Mine near Oatman, Arizona, um, and other areas are gold road veins are noteworthy gold producers of the epithermal type found with abundant calcites and quartz along with yellow particles of gold allied with silver. Kofa's uh, production along with nearby North Star Mine included over 220,000 ounces of gold, 90,000 ounces of silver from 1879 to 19. 11. These are consequences of volcanic events, including territorial lava floors, flows. Rather. Um, other types of volcanic deposits from hydrothermal fluids are associated in the Bradshaws, um, mines called Congress and Octavian Mines, the Weaver, the Vulture, very famous mine, um, Gila, Gila, Cerbet and uh, other ones are all over the place. Also, pressure, uh, high, high temperature, high pressure ones are less abundant in Arizona, but there's a few Cherry Creek Mining District, Iron King Mine, Bradshaw Mountains. <coughs> and you've got gold occurring in placers and hard rock deposits through these gold bearing sulfites that were carried by the quartz through this. They've got also some picture of Vandenite from the Western Union Mine. Uh, they've got some uh, gold with silver crystalline in seam-type gold rocks from hot magma contact, uh, more of a metamorphic type from the old Hat Mine in the Mammoth District. Quite a bit of great uh, Arizona gold history here if you want to find out more about 
some of the gold in southeastern Arizona that has volcanic history. You would look at the Santa Rita Mountains, Tombstone Hills, and other areas. Um, some of these mines are the UVX mines um, and other things that happened when these plates were moving around and volcanicism was happening um, underneath the ancient sea floor in what is now known as Arizona. All right, Maine. Maine is full of money. It's loaded with money. They just discovered it. The USGS says, I was astonished. An anomaly on Maine Mountain proves to be rare minerals. This anomaly. Hard for me to talk here. But on the uh, MiamiHerald.com, you can read about this. Mark Price tells us in detail a little bit about it. But these rare earths are for making batteries, uh, electronic defense, and uh, some of the rare earths can uh, include niobium, zirconium, and other important minerals for electronics. There's some 40 miles um, off of the uh, Persquiz, I'm probably saying that wrong, Isle of Maine. Um, this is a wilderness area. So I'm sure Biden is getting ready to sign that away so he can get the green energy going. The northern Maine is full of amazing geological wonders. You never know what's next to discover. University of Maine professor Wang said in the report, I was astonished seeing the analytical, analytical results that the rocks were so significantly enriched with these valuable minerals. Um, so they're not going to mine it right away, but... Uh, there it is, and they feel like that this is going to lead them to finding more. So maybe they'll find some in an area that uh, won't have to be uh, rented out to some other country to, to mine. Let's see, the ultimate deal on Jadet gemstone. There's a beautiful white Jadet here with some green webbing. Uh, tell ya... Peterson tells us at chartattack.com all about jadeite. Um, there is a difference between jadeite and other types of jade. They're, they're not all created equal. We've talked about that quite a bit. Jadeite can be found in China, many other places, such as Russia, Brazil, India, Thailand, and Miramar, where most of it is mined today under a very crude circumstances and a lot of people have died um, in the last couple of years mining that there they've actually been collapsed on and drowned in as horrible things have been happening over there in the last couple of years but there's two types of jade jadeite and nephrite um, they look similar but jadeite is much more rare much more valuable <coughs> nephrite contains more magnesium and it's a little bit softer than jadeite people like to carve with the nephrite type of uh, jade, it is it is not cheap. Um, large stones of this stuff can of uh, the nephrite can sell for thousands of dollars. Um, jadeite, on the other hand, can sell for thousands of dollars for carat if it is exceedingly rare and special. Typically, it's sold good to find jadeite is sold by the gram. 
typically in my world. Um, over the counter uh, in finished jewelry, I'm sure it's probably by the carat. Jadeite can be found in many colors, including green, red, white, yellow, brown, blue, and purple. The most common, of course, is greenish or a bluish or a emerald green with flecks of red brown throughout the stone. Yeah, I've got a few pieces of uh, jadeite. Really beautiful stuff. Where can you buy it? Well, uh, look for a trusted source. You don't want someone to give you a fake. So, yeah, I would go to someone reputable. Um, if you're going to buy a piece that's finished, you definitely want to make sure that it's probably GIA certified. Would be wise if you don't know what you're doing, especially. They have a beautiful slab of it here. It's probably about, um, oh, it looks like about 10 inches thick, maybe 12. Uh, they just have a person's hand on top for for size. And it's probably about as long as, as two loaves of bread and about as wide as a loaf of bread. So it's pretty big. It's it's probably about foot and a half, two foot long by about a foot, 14 inch thick by about 10, 12 inches uh, uh, wide. And it is spectacular. They're shining a flashlight on it because jadeite will have some opaqueness. It will have some translucence to it. Uh, it should not, it, you should see the light be able to go into the stone a little bit, at least, to a lot, depending on how clear it is. So that, that's one way. But this huge piece right here, they're selling it, the reserve price, $80,000. $80,000. So it's not cheap. Um, and this piece is just kind of a common green doesn't look like there's any real other colors in it. There's some white veins through it. It actually looks like fractures, quite a few fractures through it. So this isn't like a a, a rare blue or um, anything like that. I see the flashlight shining. There's a little bit of translucent to it. It doesn't look like it's extremely glassy. Um, but some of the things you want to check... Color, transparency, should be deep green hue that doesn't have any brown or yellow tones. Stone should be clear without any cloudy spots or other flaws. You can use a loop or you know a magnifier and get a, a better look at it. Also a lab report. You're going to be putting any kind of money into this. A lab report will tell you exactly what kind of jadeite it is, measurements, carat weight, origin, uh, color grade. Carefully inspect the stone for damages or imperfections. And uh, it says, check the jadeite stone price before buying the stone. If the stone is priced too low, it may not be real. The price of genuine jadeite stone can vary greatly depending on size and quality. So, again, you need to find a trusted source. But jadeite is a, a beautiful, desirable gemstone. All right. We are coming to one of our last stories. Rudel. I love rudel. Rudelated uh, gemstones are amazing. They are captivating. Uh, they're so captivating and so rare, uh, in fact, that uh, quite a few synthetics are being created. Now, if you had a giant piece of just pure rudel, um, it will 
catch light like nobody's business. But when it is naturally just rudal, it is kind of splintery and doesn't do a very good job. So lab-created rudal, very synthetic, very pure, really has a spectacular play on light. Ah, excuse me. All right, so sometimes you look in a stone, looks like there might be a little stick in it or something, a little piece of hair or something. This could be rudal. Rudal is known as an inclusion. An inclusion is something within another gemstone. Rudal crystals themselves can be faceted or cabbed as curiosities for collectors. Rudal can show a deep red color. Synthetics can show a variety of colors and even have been used as diamond stimulants for, for diamonds. So if you go to the IGS, that's the International Gym Society, at gymsociety.org, Joel E. Ebram has told us all about this. Uh, he has an in-depth article there. There's some beautiful pictures of uh, some square cushion-cut cushion rudel. It is red, looks like a garnet. Another piece of rudel from North Carolina has been faceted here. This is a golden, looks like a golden green in the picture here. Rudel <coughs> is uh, polymorphous. Uh, it is a chemical that shares the same formula uh, with uh, that is titanium dioxide. They have different crystal systems from other gemological, uh, gemological properties. So they're rarely cut, but when they are cut, uh, you will likely see them faceted or cabbed. And um, they lead their name. Rudel is a mineral group. It is an actual mineral of its own. Okay, Rudel is an inclusion. That's, that's what is cool, I think. But you could just have Rudel. So I wanted to include that too. Um, commonly, you'll see quartz with rudal crystals through it. These can appear uh, white to silver, gold, or even red. Um, they, when are in there distributed, can be quite beautiful. They can also appear in agate. Um, they call that saginite. Saginite could be these rutilated spheres throughout the gym. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, in corundum, rudal crystals appear as fibers and uh, can create star sapphires or a uh, star ruby, which are quite beautiful. can also call, uh, cause the cat's eye effect, um, which you could see in chrysoberyl or... Um, tourmaline or other minerals where it has that cat's eye effect because the rudels themselves um, will show a cat's eye if it is capped properly with the rutilated uh, spheres pointing in that direction. Pretty cool. They have a cab dark gray rudel described here uh, and pictured with a bright cat's eye and a very reflective metallic luster that shows up on this little piece of rutilated here. Does it make good jewelry stone? Well, rutil has about a 6.6 .6 hardness or 6.5 hardness. 
So it's fairly hard, but uh, it can have some interesting uh, and attractive properties for dispersion of light, which can create fire, break up a white light into many flashing multicolored points, depending on how it is. Its dispersion is six times greater than that of the diamond. And uh, I was mentioning that in the beginning. So some people really prize a piece of rudel. But sometimes rudels fac faceted don't look that great at all. And they just look like a metallic. They just look like a metal. So, uh, yeah, you have to be careful. You have to know what you're doing. Um, they warn of uh, lookalikes, copycats, uh, things like that that can be found. Uh, they talk about identifying characteristics. It's very much like cinnabar that has a very high dispersion, but for some reason, um, it, it just can't really be cut in a way that shows off that property. So I think in the way it forms, too. Rudels have a color range that overlaps with polymorphs as well as group mates, but rudels have greater hardness and specific gravity than uh, some of these other types. So they are much harder and dense. Swiss rudel seems a bit more transparent than natural material from other locations, according to this. Trace elements uh, can be, it varies, iron, uh, tant tantalum, and uh, such minerals are in it. Synthetic rudels make good diamond stimulants. It says that they do. Um, I'm not sure on the science of this, but uh, somehow they use a flame fusion process and uh, they're able to use this in a way as a diamond stimulus. Uh, stim is what they call it. And uh, it says they're, so I guess they're, they're like a uh, substitution diamond. That's what they are. I see. It says these stones show too much fire to be believable lookalikes. Thus, they are faded from use as other stimulants emerge, such as cubic zirconium. Synthetic rudels are also denser than diamonds. So I guess it's just a fake diamond. As they're saying, use it. As a, as a diamond substitute. They have several synthetic rudels here. Um, they do have a real interesting look to them that is different than other gemstones that you see. So some of the areas rudels can be found. Graves Mountain in Georgia. Very fine rudel crystals and quartz veins. Pieces can weigh up to several pounds. Now that stuff is very valuable. So I don't think you're gonna see it cheap. Uh, Magnet Cove, Arkansas, huge rough crystals. California, North Carolina, South Dakota, Virginia. <coughs> Brazil, fine large crystals are found. France, Miramar, Pakistan, Russia, Sri Lanka, and Switzerland. They have a, a rudel here that has a red sheen. It's kind of a, kind of somewhat of a triangular shaped crystal. Pretty cool from Graves Mountain, Lincoln County, Georgia, USA. And, uh, it's listed by Rob Levinsky at uh, www.irox.com. If you want to check it out, he's got some pictures there. Two to three carats are kind of about the top of what you're going to see in a fine, large crystal of pure rudel. Uh, caring for rudels, you 
Uh, need to be careful of scratches. Use soft brush, mild detergent, warm water. They have a cleaning guide here that you can check out. Joe E. Arim is a PhD and an FGA. Um, has 60 years experience with gems and minerals. He's the one that uh, has this article here if you want to check this out. GemSociety.org. Look at Rudel Value, Price, and Jewelry Information and check it out. Thanks for hanging in there for with us tonight. Until next time, remember, rock hounds don't die, they petrify.